Welcome to the Lockdown Legacy, in which we go out and about in the town of Gainsborough talking to people about how the lockdown affected their physical and mental health and also their relationships with family and friends. Today we're going to be talking to Sarah, who tells us all about her time in lockdown trying to homeschool her children. This is The Lockdown Legacy with Stepping Stone Theatre for Mental Health, talking to the people of Gainsborough about their time spent in lockdown and how it's affected them physically and mentally. Welcome to The Lockdown Legacy, The Community Speaks. Well, here we are, back out on the podcast trail for The Lockdown Legacy. Uh, very interesting venue today. Uh, I found myself in some strange places, but this one is a marquee in the middle of a field on a windy day outside a sports building, which is uh, full of football pitches and rugby pitches. And I'm here to talk to you, probably one of the most unlikely people that I've met. This is Sarah, uh, who works for a charity, volunteers for a charity called The Bearded Fisherman. And Sarah's going to tell us all about her lockdown legacy and what she went through. So I'd just like to say hello, Sarah. Hi. Hi, yeah. What a strange venue. It is. Absolutely. Um, what brings you up here today? Why are you, why are you around here today? What's happening? We've come up to talk to some local people who come up every Monday. Mm-hmm. Every Monday for coffee and cake. So it's a coffee and cake club. It always cake. And there's always cake. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, and do these people who've got mental health challenges... Uh, is that right? Am I, am I saying the right thing? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, as I said, I've been in village halls, I've been in fields, but this marquee. So you might hear a bit of background noise, and that is the wind. Not a lot we can do about that. But like I said, I'm going to talk to Sarah about her challenge of lockdown, and you went through it with two kids. I did. Yeah. Wow. How did you find that? Uh, challenging. Mm. Very challenging. Um, but fun. Mm. At times. So they were out of school, they weren't allowed to go to school. Uh, were you homeschooling or did you do what most parents did and that put them in front of the TV and give them a pizza? I attempted to homeschool for a short period of time. <laughs> and you found that difficult? Very difficult. Why was that? Because I don't have the same authority to mm-hmm. the children that the teachers have. Mm-hmm. I'm mum, I'm not their teacher. So their behaviour with me is completely different to what it is in a classroom. Mm-hmm. And their frustration, they feel a lot more comfortable letting me know that they don't understand and they don't enjoy what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So they were more honest with you than they would be a teacher? Absolutely. Well, I don't like doing this, Mum. Can we watch SpongeBob and have pizza? Yeah. Right. Uh, and it must be difficult as a parent, especially if you've got two little kids, uh, saying no to them as well. If, as a parent rather than as a teacher, you say no. You know, you're going to say yes. Yeah. You're going to say yes. How did the whole um, kind of lockdown thing, did you get out at all during that, the the sanction lockdown, the main one? Not in the main one, no. 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 Just you in the house with the kids and you have have a party, yeah? I do, yes. Yeah? Yes. So so just the four of you in the house, did you drive each other crazy? They drove me crazy. (laughs) I'm sure I drove them crazy as well. Because you do... 
uh, yourself, and you, you openly admit that you have some mental health challenges yourself. Yes. Did it make them any worse or, or exasperate them when you were going through this? At first, at the beginning of lockdown, I was rather excited. Mm. The fact that I didn't need to leave the house, it felt like that was my excuse to not have to get dressed and get up and face the world. But after that had gone on for a few weeks, it started to give me no reason to get dressed mm -hmm. and no reason to tidy the house as much as I normally would because uh. we weren't expecting people to come over and we weren't going to go out. So it, it helped at first, but then I feel like towards the later stage it hindered. So you felt that it did, um, it gave you a certain amount of freedom, jogging bottoms and a t-shirt, that kind of mum, uh, come on kids we can do what we want, and then it started to get to you. Mm -hmm. yeah? yeah. Did you, a lot of people I spoke to um, during this, the, the lockdown journey, they talk about becoming lazy and allowing themselves to become lazy and sitting on the couch and doing very little and therefore their house became untidy or became a mess. Did you find that yourself? Did you just let things slide? I started lots of projects around the house and in the garden because it was nice weather as well for a period of time, mm, wasn't there? Very nice weather, yeah. So I did a lot in the garden and in the house. Um, but again, as I was focusing on one aspect, I was letting other things that I'd usually keep on top of slip. Yeah, I'm with you. And when you say it did affect your mental health, what are we talking? Are we talking anxiety? Are we talking depression? What are we talking? Depression. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I felt very redundant. I felt like I didn't know how long it was going to last like we all did. Um, I empathised with a lot of people because there was a lot of people who didn't have the um, the other people to isolate with. I felt very lucky that oh, I right, had... you got the family with you. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have a neighbour next door, he's on his own, and it brought us closer together as neighbours because mm. we didn't speak to him at all, but he's completely on his own throughout all of it, and my heart really went out to him. Mm -hmm. That happened to a lot of people, that isolation. There's a the whole new movement that they're going to be talking about that's called um, gate, gate yard, uh, Gateway Befriending, uh, where people start to talk to each other over their garden gate and their garden wall, and they, they become a lot closer. Um, but getting back to you, Sarah, um, how do you think that it affected the kids? I noticed their anxiety went up, yeah. especially when we was allowed to go out exercise, you know, and we went for a walk. Mm. Um, my daughter was very nervous about the sound of the cars, that my son was getting too close to the road. It was kind of like she was experiencing it all for the first time again, almost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and she was quite visibly upset about going out and confused I think a little bit as well mm -hmm. what did they do in the house to pass the time then the kids argued <laughs> 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 they we did lots of colouring in um, they watched a lot on YouTube they don't have Xbox or things mm. like that mm. so we was in the garden a lot so lots of crafts, lots of colouring. Yeah. Lots of kind of hands-on kind of stuff, yeah? Yeah. Really. Uh, and what about your partner? How did how did they feel about that? Um, how did it affect them? I've seen a different side to my partner during lockdown. Mm. Um, he's usually very happy, positive, loves to be busy. Mm. 
However, at first he was doing bikes, making um, like doing up old bikes so oh, that people yeah. could buy them to go bike riding and mm -hmm. that really did keep him busy but when that slowed down he actually ended up having to call the doctor um, because he did feel very very low and he couldn't put his finger on why it was and why he's feeling like this when he should be happy because mm -hmm. he feels like he's got everything so and that hurt me a little bit because then I started thinking oh am I rubbing off on him is this mm. me rubbing off and mm. questioning and if it was my behavior rubbing off on him when actually speaking about it afterwards it's the situation that we was in mm. so that you just very openly and I thank you for your honesty on this one uh, your partner your kids have got anxiety you've got depression and all four of you are living in the same house how, I mean how did you cope by supporting each other, by right. trying to be understanding. And I think the fact that myself and my partner had these mental health hiccups. Um, That's a gentle way of putting yes, it. Yes, yeah. we, we could support each other. And I know when he's not, I can tell just by looking at him almost when he's not feeling good. Mm -hmm. And I treat him how I would like to be treated. And if that's not right, then we can talk about it in a calm and gentle way. What kind of support, when you say support, what, what did you do? What, how did that manifest itself, the support? By not putting too much expectations on each other, by understanding that some days are gonna be worse than other days and that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to have bad days. And that, when for the children as well, the children are allowed to have days where they just feel like they don't want to talk to us they don't want to join in um, and listening to each other mm -hmm. by really listening though there's a difference about hearing what's been said and listening to what's been said yeah. so you would say that listening is the key when it comes to something like that absolutely yes yeah? that's fantastic thank you very much for your honesty I, I do want to kind of uh, wrap it up I'd like to come back to you later on in the lockdown legacy when we found out whether or not we're going to be locked down again. But if you were having a friend round for a cup of coffee or a cup of tea right now who's been locked down, uh, what advice, not advice, because advice is only worth what you pay for it sometimes and that's often nothing. What words would you use to a friend or a colleague who's going through something similar to what you went through with you and your family? That it will be okay again. That yeah. a bad day is okay, a bad week is okay. And so long as we can talk to each other without feeling judged, mm. then it's okay. It will all become right. It might not become how it was before, but it will become right. It's going to pass. It will. It will pass. Sarah, I thank you ever so much for your honesty. Thank you very much, And Will. telling us your story. And we will come back to you later on at some point to find out how you're feeling. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And there it is, a big thank you to Sarah for her honesty there about her journey of lockdown with her family and her kids when they came out of lockdown frightened of the traffic and frightened of the road. An interesting story. Thank you, Sarah. And indeed, apologies for the sound. It was in a huge marquee we were uh, and in the middle of a field. So it was all true. 
there we were, Sarah and I, in the middle of a field in a huge marquee of all the places that we could have done the podcast. We chose that one. Or did it choose us? If you want to get involved with the Lockdown Legacy, uh, either in a podcast or writing a short story, then please get in touch. We do have a website, thelockdownlegacy.co.uk, or you can find us on Facebook. It'd be interesting to talk to people on how the lockdown has treated you. Are we going to get locked down again? Who knows? But thank you ever so much for listening, and do join us next time for another Lockdown Legacy podcast. Thank you.